0: Welcome to Muller Time, episode 13.
1: We're not skipping number 13 like we're a hotel? Yeah,
0: you know, I thought about that. I was thinking about, uh, yeah, it's funny you said that. I was thinking about Trump hotels. Like, do you think he skips those? Oh, I don't know. I've never stepped foot in a, to a Trump hotel property. And we never will unless it's for some kind of, uh, something that won't be beneficial to his hotel, I'm sure. Speaking of which, uh, just so everyone's aware, regardless of what happens to him in terms of this investigation, I'd like... Everyone to know that uh, it is assured that his empire will be destroyed. Oh, yeah. That's that's without question. Uh, people are arguing, especially in the news right now, well, what's going to happen with Mueller, the investigation, what happens if he pardons himself? Another, we could probably go on about that for hours, but his empire is finished.
1: Okay. Well, let's say his empire is finished, though. Who will have claims on it? All of uh, the people he owes money to, which, oh, to, uh, those are a bunch of russians so if trump goes down then does russia uh, basically own his empire how does that work
0: oh uh, well they they can't collect it i don't think so it'll i guess it'll defer to i mean it'll just be in court forever and then they'll eventually the lawyers will keep all the money like usual
1: um how much are melanie and baron gonna get well i'm sure I they, mean, melania excuse me
0: <laughs> speaking of which you know it's funny it's funny you brought that up because i had this whole thing planned now that we have our computer set up. Yeah. And uh, you know, Melania so, well, as you guys know, she's supposedly came back today, but really she's been missing for about 30 days. And um it, it made me it made me think of this uh do you remember this? The Oak Ridge Boys? Alabama. Carmen San Diego, man. Where in the world? You never uh, watch that? No. Oh, it was a game show, man. Car- yeah,
1: I think I might be too old for that.
0: It was where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, I
1: don't. Th- I missed that one.
0: Oh well, it was that was rockapella. Oh okay. Anyway, yeah. So wait, what was I saying about Melania? I'm sorry.
1: I don't know. Uh, well,
0: oh, Baron or and then... Baron
1: and Melania going. Well, she was missing, but then she had a apparently
0: had an appearance today, but no cameras allowed. If she, by the way, I love I love the look on your face when I played that random <laughs> rockapella song. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with that. That's just a bizarre story.
1: And um, isn't the the Ramadan dinner supposed to happen on Wednesday night of this week? And if so, she should be the host of it.
0: I'm sorry. Did you just say there's going to be a Ramadan dinner?
1: I heard it's not canceled this year like it was last year.
0: Let me understand you. There's, in this White House, there's going to be a dinner, a Muslim-related dinner.
1: Yeah. They, now, they didn't do it last year, and I read a story earlier uh, over the weekend that it has not yet been canceled for this weekend, and it will be on the schedule for Wednesday. So publicpool.kinja.com. Um, I don't know if they have the Wednesday schedule up yet, but that's where you'll find out if this is actually happening at the White House.
0: Does do they know what Ramadan is? Because this yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like there's once they find that out, it's going to be canceled.
1: <laughs> well, that's what happened last year.
0: Right. There just seems like there's they don't know what that is. No. Yeah. Because that would be
1: very. Um, Ramadan hard. dinner with the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champions.
0: Yeah, but uh, oh. <laughs> But hey, just to answer your question, uh, real quick, I don't know what's going to happen to that money with his empire. Yeah, I guess who,
1: who gets all the buildings? Who gets all the properties? Well,
0: what they'll do is they're going to eventually appoint a judge, like they did in like nine eleven, and all those those you know create where, where you need someone in charge, and they'll keep figure out who owes what, and uh, probably everyone will get a, a check. And that's what can you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: I Let's see how those those pieces fall. Yeah, they,
0: you know, every American should get a payment for what we're going <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. Right yeah. now, it, it's like it's today's Monday again. It's 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 unbelievable. It's endless. It, like you said, you wake up, the Philadelphia Eagles. Manafort is going back. Manafort's trying to use WhatsApp. Like, it,
1: what? Yeah, no, that was the late breaking story. It's uh, we're recording this on Monday evening, and um, the word is the motion was filed to have Manafort's bail revoked. Right. They're going to put him in jail. That's awesome.
0: This, this is the second time. So this time he is yeah. going to jail. Wow. Yeah. He he tried to pull this before. They gave him a warning. Now they said he's a, uh, by the way, I love that he, from what I read, he basically got turned in by whoever he's trying to plead with to please. Okay. Not, not Like basically that person went to Mueller and was like, yeah. Well, so, must have had something on that person too. Yeah, well, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Manafort thinks he's doing, but I do think he's very afraid, because why else would you act this well, way? Well, yeah. He's. I think Manafort's just afraid of being killed, because uh, he would have turned in Trump. Like, he doesn't care about Trump. He's afraid of, of Russians and who, whoever else he owes money to. Well, is he protected in his
1: uh, um, house arrest right now?
0: Oh, my God, they must have all kinds of, like, Tommy Lee Jones, U.S. Marshals type of deal. Now,
1: does Putin have anyone inside a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison that could do something to Manafort?
0: <laughs> we gonna. We should quote off the Space I, every time. Yeah, every, I, a little no homophobic way. quote, but I did anyway. No, 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 no. We did it last time. We're going to do it this okay. time. What was your question?
1: Uh, does Putin have anybody on the inside of federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison? Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Hey, they got—look, they almost killed that guy right in Britain in a public park.
1: Well, that's not it. That's not America. That's not a federal, pound me in the ass prison. They,
0: they, they've killed, they threw a guy out of a window in Washington, D.C., killed that guy. Okay. Uh, the guy who founded RT. Yeah, that was- Putin killed the founder of RT? Yeah, okay. yeah. A lot of people don't know about that because it was, when it happened- I shouldn't laugh at someone's death, but okay. No, I mean, it. the guy, at first they ruled it a accidental drunken death, but only months ago, this was recently, they ruled it a homicide, and you don't hear anything about that. You guys can look it up and Google it. The founder of RT murdered in the middle of Washington, D.C. Wow. What's up with that? Yeah. Like, when hello? Was this
1: recently? Was this years ago? When was this? A couple of years
0: ago, I think. Okay. But it was only ruled a homicide a couple months ago.
1: Was that before or after Michael Flynn and Jill Stein went and had their nice little anniversary RT dinner with Putin?
0: That, uh, that's a, I'm not sure, man. Because that guy wasn't part of RT for, like, he founded it and then he fell out with Putin. So he he has been he had been out of the loop with RT for a while. Okay, yeah. So uh, in terms of the news, uh, so Mueller, I guess basically uh, we we know what Trump's strategy is now. I guess we've always known, but we know what it is, and he's it's that he's going to say he's above the law. That's the strategy. I mean, yeah. Right?
1: Well, Sarah Huckabee Sanders got beat up over that today at the it's White Sarah's House Fuck, Yeah, Huckabee oh,
0: Sanders, Chris or cuckabee I, Okay. <laughs> uh no what did she
1: say um well no she um she got beat up all day but or not all day for the 20 minutes she was in there over um the did did trump help don jr or not write the email about the russian
0: (laughs) adoption meeting has don jr ever written anything without help from someone
1: well um sarah huckabee sanders last summer was uh was at the press conference her daily press conference saying how um he helped him like any father would help his son. And now there's a, a contradicting thing out about that. So um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked to clarify and she gave her non-answer, which is, I refer you to outside counsel. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was... That's about the president. I'm going to refer you to, to somebody else because I am i can't speak about the president. Come on. What, what? That's her job.
0: That was a truly amazing moment. That's never happened before. The, the press secretary of the president of the United States has never referred... A matter involving the White House to outside counsel. Occasionally, if there was a side matter, like the president had something going on, well, that, like a legal thing, but this was actually the White House. Like, basically, she was like, I can't answer your question. Please speak with my lawyer. Yeah. Like that. (laughs) Yeah. Really?
1: These lawyers that actually don't talk to press on top of that.
0: So, apparently, uh, they went through the, I'm sure you saw this because it was just on TV. They've got, they have finished going through all the documents from Michael Cohn's office. You saw that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I had there, like a million files to go through. There were
0: over 12,000 documents that Michael Cohn says are protected. Did you yeah. see how many are the special master said are protected? That would be zero. Close. Oh, uh, 14. 14, okay. 14 out of 12,500 <laughs> documents. Everything else is, can be admitted into evidence.
1: And th- these are all like his all of his dead burner phones that he didn't destroy?
0: Yeah. yeah. That's all like if he was smart enough was he smart enough to use a burner?
1: Well, no, wasn't that one of the stories where they uh when they raided his office they got like twenty phones or seventeen phones or some stupid number like that and there were burner phones.
0: Yeah, he should have watched the wire a little more. I know <laughs> I know you haven't seen it yet, but there's a there's a lot of stuff about burners in there. Okay. There's a famous episode where this guy his job is to buy burners and he drives up and down like Kind of the Baltimore highway, with his girlfriend who insists on going with him, and she's just nagging him the whole time. It's hilarious. Anyway, should we even do the Philadelphia Eagles thing? Is that working?
1: okay? Well, know what I read earlier tonight on Facebook? Sean King on Facebook was talking about Trump's tweet where he uninvited the the Philadelphia Eagles. In the tweet, Trump cites the eagle players that would kneel for the um, mm-hmm. for the national anthem. Uh, Sean King on Facebook, now I didn't f- go fact check it, but Sean King is claiming no one from the Eagles ever kneeled all season long.
0: That's that's correct. You know, my, my buddy, uh, my buddy Jerry that I wrote with on a, we wrote a television pilot together. He actually, he's a huge NFL fan. He hit me up with that information. Anytime this guy says anything about the NFL, I know it's true. Okay. And I, I mean, yeah, what can you say?
1: Um, so why is Trump canceling
0: them then? I reject you before you reject yeah, me. Basically. <laughs> you know what the best part about that is by the way? Since none of the black players were going, he just canceled all the white players. Yeah. What happened to white supremacy, dude? You just you just fucked with all the white players.
1: Well, that would that would I think the optics are, are really like he would I don't know if Trump could recover from that if zero black Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champions showed up to the White House. Yeah, that would not
0: go over well at all. Eighty percent of the NFL is black. I just hope that these players take charge and know that they have the power. In the same way that in this, let's say, for example, in this Mueller investigation, we have the power. The people have the power. This guy's going to pull his bullshit strategy, and that's when we go out in the streets and it's over. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what they think is going to happen. But this guy's not going to be the president. I maintain this past Christmas. And I'm going right. to stick with that.
1: Well, it, we got June 15th coming up. Now, yes, sir. Um, we were talking about this just before we turned on the microphones. Rachel Maddow on the Rachel Maddow show and MSNBC earlier this evening didn't get too much into detail, but did say that June 15th is some sort of drop dead date for Michael Cohen, where I don't know what legal thing is coming. Like he's got to answer to something by June 15th. Wow. So if that's a, I mean, and Rachel made it sound like that's going to be a massive news day. Friday, June 15th. Crazy. Well, we got to figure out... Did they
0: say what was going on there? Or just I,
1: she, she said it right before she went to a commercial break. It was the end of her first segment. And I know if you go on Twitter, uh, the Rachel Maddow Show Twitter account tonight has a link for the first entire segment of the show. So I, we should probably record on June 15th because I'm going to be going out of town if that's going to be as crazy of a date as Rachel Maddow claimed tonight.
0: Hmm, interesting. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to follow up on that. I don't think Michael Cohen is doing too well right now. No. Every day is... June fifteenth. I mean, different. I was reading. He
1: can't talk to anyone on the phone because everyone he talks to assumes they're being recorded.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Michael Cohen is forget <laughs> forget about the Trump Russia investigation. I mean, he's they have him on easily provable crimes. He's he's going to jail unless he helps them out.
1: Yeah, well, that might be June fifteenth.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, we're, after we're done taping, I'm going to go uh, see what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah,
1: watch watch Rachel's first segment from tonight, the Monday night episode of the Rachel Maddow show.
0: I didn't really get to watch uh, much TV. I caught a little Chris Hayes and was uh, pretty busy today, as always, on a Monday. Oh, so uh, no big deal. Uh, Giuliani said it'd be okay for Trump to murder James Comey.
1: I, of all the things he could have gone with, he goes with, oh, we're going to kill James. Or, he could kill James Comey and get away with it. Of all, I mean, wh- wow. Wow. That that's some serious disrespect right there.
0: Every Sunday I wake up in some kind of like like I've maintained many times a kind of apocalypse now Martin Sheen fog with the fan spinning. It was like a hundred degrees today, and I look up. I'm still alive. It's another day here in Trump's America, and I turn on Meat Depressed. That's my Sundays usually. Meat Depressed. <laughs> that's good. That's I like it, that. No, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. You said. Yeah. <laughs> Me depressed. I turn on Me depressed, and uh. Oh. You you know, usually tell whoever's still here to leave, you know, <laughs> so we can, uh, hey, I take my politics seriously. <laughs> no, but that's another. So, anyway, first thing I see is Giuliani's like diseased syphilis, addled face. And did you see, do you know how he started that interview? I, I miss, miss me,
1: uh, me depressed this week.
0: He goes, Thanks for having me on, Todd. Oh, yeah. And I then he goes, <laughs> No, then he goes, No, I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> like he gets both names wrong.
1: Well, he's Chuck Todd, so he could have played it off by just calling, because he's a, I don't know, you can get away with calling someone by their last name. But when he totally screwed it up, I, I didn't see that go down, but I did read about it. So then he thought he was Chris Matthews.
0: No, he called him Todd Chris, basically. Like he got, <laughs> you, there's only two names, and you didn't get both of them right? Well, no,
1: his name's Chuck Todd.
0: That's the host of Meet right. the Press.
1: So Giuliani could have avoided stepping in it by just playing it off like, I'm just calling you by your last name. But then he tried to correct himself by saying his name's Chris.
0: And then he made a baseball reference. He was like, "It's not baseball, Chuck Todd, you know, or Cuck Todd, as I like to call him, because he is one of the." No, he's not that bad of a guy. Come on, he's okay. He's not. He's, he's... not the best that uh, that's on MSNBC, but he's a he's a mainstream. Don't give him the same name guy. you give
1: Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Come on, I
0: don't. know. Cuck Todd is pretty amazing. <laughs> I got I got I got to stick with that one. All right. Yeah, I won't
1: fight that battle with you.
0: We'll do another one. Well, Cousin Huckabee is that's my favorite. That was by Michelle Wolf. That was amazing. That's that's great writing right there. Oh, we
1: missed last week. We missed the big topic of the la- of the week last week cuz we recorded on Tuesday, not Wednesday.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Feckless sea words.
0: I really um, just to say I've really tried to keep this show cuz it's called Muller Time obviously. So we we try to as much as possible keep it about Muller. And these these right wing wackos with all their side stories, we we do try to listeners, we do try to as much as possible avoid them. But you can't when it is a big story, especially as people who I've, I've been working in comedy a long time, we like to talk about these things anyway. So yeah, what do you think about that?
1: All right. Well, the most offensive thing of the whole situation was the least discussed aspect. Right which was both Sarah Huckabee Sanders and then Trump's tweet Sarah Huckabee Sanders statement to, I can't remember which press outlet and then Trump. All right. Say what you will about the, the vulgarity that came out of Samantha B's mouth uh, the white house. Press secretary called on and she used the word must. She said that TBS and Viacom or time Warner and Viacom must find a way to punish Sam B Samantha B. Very scary. And then the next day Trump said she should be fired. Yep. That's absolutely un-American absolutely. That's unconstitutional Now fortunately our, our First Amendment makes those Opinions from Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Trump Makes their opinions irrelevant So as vulgar And vile as you want to think the C word
0: is As you may think And you rightfully
1: should think that Doesn't matter she
0: could say that Samantha Bee only w- made one mistake And that was apologizing Never should have apologized should if you're gonna say it, you got to go all in with these people. And I was I was very surprised by that because I'm I'm a huge fan of hers, and she's the real deal as a comedian. And I that was really surprising to me. Look, that's that's obviously
1: job saving moves because, uh, you know she she's got advertisers to keep on her program, and she had to keep her corporate overlords happy because the president asked her corporate overlords to fire her.
0: She could have, yeah, no, and that was absolutely a fascist yeah. move. But she could have fought that out and won. I I know it. I know it for a fact. Now, that's not a word I would use, not a word you would use. But the way she used it in that context, let's remember what she was. Actually, let me say it like this. I'll just pose this question to you or to anyone who's listening. What is the appropriate word for a person (laughs) who posts the same week that her father has begun destroying the lives of thousands of families and separating kids from their parents intentionally posts a pose glamour shot of her with her child. What is the appropriate word? That's my question. How much do those pajamas cost in the picture? It's it's oh, yeah. Samantha B used the best word she could think of. And that word, hey, I'm not like I said, I'm not gonna say it, but it sure sounds appropriate to me.
1: Okay. Samantha B did not use that word lightly. She didn't call Roseanne a feckless C word. Right. And I have a feeling if um, Samantha be called anyone else other than Ivanka Trump, a feckless c-word, it would not have been as big of a deal. Right. Let's say she called uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The fe- well, okay, no, you can't. We, Michelle Wolf learned that. If she chose to use that word against someone that wasn't in the Trump orbit, it would have just, you know, would have just passed off and gone. It wouldn't have been a story. But you know, you're not allowed to call the. Uh, uh, what's her actual job title no they're playing it off that oh you called the daughter of a president the c-word well she's
0: also she's a senior, senior advisor, advisor to, to the
1: president right
0: yeah it's, it's amazing how like a you can be like a 40 year old white person but all of a sudden you're someone's child meanwhile all across this country you can be a 10 year old black kid getting thrown over a desk getting arrested it's amazing how tamir rice was a 12 year old grown man mm-hmm. the one that was cleveland right
1: he went. He's the Cleveland kid with uh, yeah, the, toy, with the gun toy gun that was shot yeah. within seconds, right? And he wasn't even 12. He was younger than that, I think.
0: Tamir Rice was shot by a guy who never should have been a police officer. He was basically thrown off one force. The other one did not do the proper background check. I understand, not to change the topic too much, I understand, I understand a lot of the issues that police face, and a toy gun and a real gun look exactly the same a lot of the time. But that particular incident... That officer was a complete lunatic. Yeah. And we've all, you know, you can go to Google and read all about that. That was insane. So, yeah, there's an incredible double standard there. I love it. Yeah, the president, those are his children. What are you kidding? One of them doesn't even barely have any hair. Like, what do you mean children? The guy's like 49 years old. He looks about 109.
1: Yeah. That, well, Ivanka has uh, pulled the I'm the president's daughter card on her own. In an interview a few months ago with uh, Peter Alexander from MSNBC. mm mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she hides behind I'm his daughter when it, it's pl- uh, politically
0: convenient. Wow.
1: And so that was the shield she was given against Samantha B. Well, how can you call the president's daughter by the C word?
0: So I, uh, I read something in terms of the uh, the gun debate that's been going around. I read something that actually w- was shocking. You know, a lot of these right-wingers talk about, well, we have laws on the books, and they're not enforced, that kind of thing. I don't know. Did you see this story about the ATF? No. In, that was in, in the New York a, Times? Please tell me. This this was, it it was actually absolutely incredible. I, it was one of those things where you're reading it and you almost do like, I did like a double take. So apparently the ATF, which their job, part of their job is to take laws that are on the books regarding, right, they regulate gun dealers. They have to keep certain kinds of paperwork. So basically, almost all the time they find when they find violations, serious ones, like a gun dealer, a gun store, excuse me, that's selling to a felon or that's not keeping the paperwork or whatever, the agents request that the place be shut down and the supervisors nine out of 10 times keep the place open. So next time some gun nut says, well, you know, the laws aren't doing anything. No, they're not enforcing them because basically the NRA puts pressure on these people. It's all about money. I mean, some of these violations were outrageous. This one place, it's called Gun World or something. It's gotten in trouble all these times for selling to these lunatics. And the agents on the field agents are saying, hey, this place has to go. And they don't, they don't do anything. It, it was just absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, because the NRA has your best interest at heart. Okay, you mentioned the ATF. Um, how many years until the ATF is the ATMF?
0: Isn't that it? Wasn't that a, a 90s punk rock band? No. Oh, I don't know. No, no, just joking.
1: Well, no. Hey, well, if okay, I always thought it's odd that tobacco's thrown in with alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Yeah. So when is marijuana getting added to that list? The ATMF.
0: Oh, you you think they'll do that?
1: Well, oh, well, well, if tobacco has a whole uh, arm of uh, government and federal law enforcement, you'd think marijuana is going to as well sooner because it's going to be a bigger cash crop.
0: Uh, but when it's when it's legal, won't they lay off it? Well, tobacco's legal and Oh, I see what you're saying yeah. like w, So when yeah. is it going to be
1: the ATMF?
0: Oh, maybe, or a separate thing Maybe it should be a separate organization
1: Well, I, I, I absolutely think those things should be a separate organization Than the cops that are, co- are policing firearms How cool it yeah. would it be to
0: have a jacket that says federal agent And a marijuana leaf on the back? <laughs> That'd be so dope I could hire like stoners and stuff Literally Dude, I need you to put your hands up now Please, dude no why would he be high <laughs> it's like in those old lapd videos where like you know they would like they would i guess smoke some marijuana at the station and like oh see, come on just you got to gotta see what
1: the it was 80s like 80s la cops were just were the had the best cocaine all the time
0: oh i there's one guy who works over at the diner there where he was telling me he's a he's a one of the guys who i've known him a long time and he was telling me how like in the heyday he you know he was into some dirty sold a little drugs anyway he said there were these two cops, they were brothers, and one of them worked in homicide, the other one was vice. And anyway, one time they saw him and he ran, and we all know from, that's a very big deal, with especially with dirty cops, they get very upset when you run. So they drove him to, just like you see in the movies, they drove him to the wrong neighborhood and beat the shit out of him and left him in like the wrong, you know, wow. not his hood. Wow. And it was like, wow. Like it's one thing when you see that in a movie or hear about it, but it's something when the guy Who's like pouring your coffee says it to you.
1: Well, you were mentioning the wire. They that that sounds like a scene that happened on the Shield in, in the mid two thousands.
0: Another show I was a big fan of. Yeah. Yeah. Did that was that a specific scene?
1: I, it sounds like it. I can't speak I can't think yeah. of it. I watched that. It was a decade and a half ago that I watched that oh, series. Great. But yeah.
0: And that show was based on Rampart. Yes. I know a guy who was a Rampart cop. Okay. Uh, a separate thing. And he told me one time a story that, long story short, they pulled up on these four guys who proceed to one somebody drops a, a loaded gun on the sidewalk and the guys basically were like So this guy and, and his partners were like, Well, whose gun is it? You know, of course, no answer. They go, Well and this is where the shadiness of what those guys are doing, they said, Okay, one of you so what you guys need to do is pick whose ever gun that is and we're gonna go over here. So they went over and hung out for a while and finally these guys pick somebody. Oh, no. And that, they, they went that, to jail. So you could argue in some ways, hey, is that police work? Well, the gun, what he told me was, hey, look, it w-, the guy told me, he's like, look, it was shady. But when the gun was off the street. He made his argument for that. Mm-hmm. And the the guy they picked was a juvenile, of course. So who wouldn't, you know, go yeah. to a real prison? I just always thought that guy had a lot of good stories, man. That sounds like something they would have done on The Shield, too. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> this Mackie guy.
1: totally likes I don't care which one of you guys did it. You decide which one and I'm taking you away.
0: No, I mean, this yeah. guy had, I have a lot of like LA cop friends, but that, that was some, that was a good, that was a good story. We got election tomorrow. We do, man. Yeah, we do. Any uh, candidates you're supporting? Um,
1: Let's see. Was there anybody interesting? No, I'm look, I'm going for a fairly safe democratic ticket up and down now i i you have an interesting choice for california governor all right maybe, saw that. first of all maybe we should explain to our non-california listeners how the california primary works and i'll make it very simple um in most primaries uh, you either vote for the democrats or republicans or whatever party you're registered to that doesn't work that way in california all of the candidates are just all on the same ballot in the primary and the top two vote getters get to be on the final ballot in november so um that sounds like the the West Coast liberal opposite thing of gerrymandering, or a liberal West Coast version of it.
0: Total, uh, basically a total clusterfuck. I mean,
1: yeah, but apparently no. Who was the who was I reading earlier today saying that that might cause some trouble for the California congressional candidates, um, where there are a lot of Democrats vying for seats that they are hoping to flip from uh, Democrat or from Republican to Democrat, and they might cancel each other out.
0: That it is a problem because if you have this. In a good way, a lot of people are running for election now with this whole blue wave thing, which is great. The problem is, in the California primary, if the top two people go, so you'll have, let's say in these districts, you'll have a Republican incumbent, like let's say it's a Dana Rohrbacker, and then you have 50 Democrats, and they all split the vote. That's going to make it easier for him.
1: Well, yeah, look at that, that dude has been in office since as long as I can remember. I am from behind the orange curtain, and he's always been a politician as long as I can remember, and I'm old.
0: And this being Mueller time, He's one of the worst Russian corrupted oh, he's officials. he's like
1: the first Republican that was uh, playing footsies with the Russians. And
0: you'll be hearing his name. He's he's mixed up in this too. Yeah, yeah. he is a
1: California, Orange County racist Republican. Ugh, yeah.
0: But to answer your question, uh, it's it's very rare that, I mean, at least for me, that I get to vote for, it's very rare that I actually get to really vote for someone that I want to vote for. And that's, you saw that thing I posted on Facebook. Uh, I am in the Senate race voting for Kevin DeLeon. Okay. I just think that if you're voting in California, you really need to consider voting for this guy. Dan Feinstein has been there a long time. I
1: know. Yeah. She's been a now she hasn't always been a senator, but she's been a politician for my entire life.
0: She's we don't have a huge amount of time to go into this. She's the definition of the establishment that helped get us Donald Trump. That's just the way I feel about it. I don't blame it on her, but I don't blame it on the party. But it's time for a change. And this guy's a real progressive labor organizer who knows what he's doing. He's not just some Jill Stein Kevin funky. Leon.
1: And, and is he registered as a Democrat or is he in some funky weird party? He is.
0: He is. He's an elected official now. Um, I, I believe he's a state senator. And, uh, I mean, he's gotten some real – he almost got single-payer uh, passed in California. Wow. Yeah, he's done some real okay. stuff. So uh, he, Leon. Yeah. he's going to go – he's going to be in the top two, but it's going to be close.
1: All right, well um, – just on the strength of your uh, endorsement, there, I'm going to read up about him when I um, when we're done recording, and I might change my mind before I go to our polling place tomorrow morning.
0: I mean, look, if you don't, I'll I'll just find a new co-host. So okay. just just think about it. You know, that's the Donald Trump school of negotiation, you know. Oh, hey, check this out, man. This is you want to talk about how this guy's the worst fucking negotiator ever. Here's an apprentice story for you.
1: Okay.
0: Season, I was reading this. It was in Variety. Season one of The Apprentice. Guess how much money he made.
1: Oh yeah, I read this. Fifty thousand bucks an episode. Fifty thousand.
0: Now, for all you guys outside of Hollywood, that's the minimum you can. Now, that's a lot of money, obviously. That's the minimum you can get in a, in a gig like that, a reality gig. If you're the star of a network show, again, a lot of money, but they're totally lowballing you, which is what networks do. So the show's a huge hit. Chris, season two, how much did he ask for? <laughs> He asked for like some friends money. He wanted a million an episode. He asked for a million an episode. Let's <laughs> recap. He was making 50,000. He asked for a million. Okay. Hey, I get it.
1: No, that's that, That's a normal move that any uh, star going into the second season of a big hit TV show, absolutely ask for more money, as you should. And Chris, what did they end up giving him? <laughs> he got only $10,000 more.
0: $60,000. <laughs> he said a million and they said, how about 60? He said, yes. The art of the deal. You have got to be fucking getting me! <laughs> Are you have got to be kidding me?
1: Yeah, I love. I loved reading that one this weekend.
0: He should have made a million was too high. He should have made at least three four hundred grand.
1: Okay, I didn't read all the details. Now that's going to be his uh, fee for being on the show. Now doesn't he doesn't even like own the production company, or I mean, he's going to have a bigger piece of the pie than just his fee for
0: being a character on The Apprentice. It's possible there could have been other stuff built in there, but the way they, that interview featured the, uh, it was Jeff Zucker who said that. Okay. And I mean, he was, he all but mocked him there. They were (laughs) laughing, they were laughing at him. It's just amazing. And you you
1: know that Trump must've tried to find a way to spin the only getting a $10,000 raise as a positive. I would love to hear his spin on how that he got what he wanted.
0: But it was also funny. That's that's what's so so this this fool is going to North Korea.
1: Okay, so what's in the letter from Kim Jong
0: Un? I mean, look, the summit's back on. It's it's going to be a joke. It's already. What's a in the
1: very interesting letter that Donald Trump wants the uh, White House press reporters to pay him to read?
0: The the giant letter.
1: Did you hear him say that though? Like how much? How much? You want to know what's in it? How much? That, yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. All right, y'all. Well, look, uh, we're hit that 30-minute mark, so we'll see what happens next week. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Eric LeVay. It's uh, E-R-I-C-L-E-V-A-I.
1: And uh, at Mr. Chris Carey on Twitter.
0: Go ahead and, uh, if you could, also write us a review. Uh, Five stars only, please. Um, (laughs) One of you gave us a a four-and-a-half-star review, which is keeping me up nights. Oh,
1: no. What was that half-star knockoff for?
0: I just want to know. What do I have oh, to do? to my get
1: My buzzing phone. That's what it was. What do I have to do to get that five stars?
0: <laughs> Let us know by uh, writing a five-star review. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. And as always, I uh, really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank
1: you.